Hey, this is Pastor Chris with Believer City Church. Listen, I want to thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to this message on today. It's my prayer that something said will encourage you to believe in God, believe in yourself, and believe in others. And with that being said, let's jump straight into the message. Father God, for a moment today, Lord, have your way. Lord, this is the one time in my life I need not be in control. But Father God, have your your way. Your people have come seeking for something from you, Father God. And I pray that as I stand, Father God, your words begin to flow from my lips. I pray that their hearts are penetrated, Father God, that the stones, the shackles that have been holding them, Father God, begins to be broken. And God, we will be so careful to give you all the glory and honor in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated on today. For a moment today, I want to talk to you from a subject that maybe y'all don't all understand, and that subject is simply this. I need a blessing. I know some of y'all are bawling. Y'all got it together. Everything is working on your behalf. But the reality is that I need a blessing. I need God to move in a way that only he can move. I need to experience something that's supernatural, that's unexplainable, that can shift my world. I need a blessing. And, and the thing about a blessing, I just can't always sit around waiting on a blessing. I need to know what is it that I can do to receive a blessing from God. If God is truly in the blessing business, how do I inherit the blessings that he desires to give? I am grateful that God always provides us the answers. I'm grateful that we serve a God that will lay out everything that we can possibly need. So if you are like me and you need a blessing as bad as you need to hit the lottery, I can share with you today that I can't hit the lottery for you, but I can help release some blessings within your life. There may be some things that you've been passing by, you've been missing, you have misunderstood, but today we are understanding what it is to be and experience a blessing from our Lord and Savior. I love what I'm looking here in the text because the text teaches me exactly what a blessing is. If you don't know what a blessing is, maybe you have been walking around and just being blessed and not knowing the value of being blessed. I want to make sure that you understand so that you can identify a blessing when you see it. Because the devil will cause you to think that you ain't being blessed. The devil will cause you to think that you are in control, that God ain't looking out for you, that life is so hard. But I believe God is yet and still blessing us. Believe it or not, the fact that you woke up this morning and you breathed some breath in your lungs is, in fact, a blessing. The fact that you were able to, to make it to church when some people didn't make it, the fact that you're able to still yet be here when some people aren't here is, in fact, a blessing. And so some of us are being blessed. Matter of fact, all of us are being blessed, but sometimes we don't really count it as a blessing. Well, Pastor, what is a blessing? Help me understand. And I'm glad that somebody needed to know because what I've come to understand is a blessing is the times that you experience anything that's beyond your control, but you need it just to get through. I don't know about you, but some of you should be thanking God that you're blessed to have a job, even though it may not be the job that you want. Some of you should be thanking God that you're in a relationship, even though you may be confused about how this relationship functions. Some of you may be just needing to thank you that you got a mama and daddy because some people ain't even got it. We have to understand anytime I receive 
that which I cannot provide for myself, it is a blessing. I have to be grateful for what God is doing in my life, how God is making some things happen. And when I realized that, it changed the way I looked at things. It made sure I understood what a blessing was because some people would think, why can't I be blessed like that and hit the mega ball? Well, it's not necessarily a blessing. That has nothing to do with you. The blessing is that God provides for you all that you need. But some of us don't understand what it is that we need. Some of us don't understand how God provides. And I am grateful for my brother Isaac in the text on today because Isaac puts everything in perspective. Some of you don't know Isaac. Me and Isaac, we've had a long ride together. I've studied his father, Abraham. Uh, many of you, if you grew up in the Koji church, you sung the song, Father Abraham had many sons. How many sons had Father Abraham? I am one. And see, some of y'all ain't got it. I'm trying to get y'all there. We're going to bring that over, but I want to make sure y'all know. So Abraham was the individual that had to create. Uh, God pulled him away from his family to say, you know, what? I'm going to do some amazing things with you. I'm going to make you the father of many nations. If you don't know the story of Abraham, Abraham was married to this young lady named Sarah, uh, and as a result of him being married to her, they were old in their age, but God says, I'm going to make her have a child, and she was like, huh, yeah, right, this ain't happening, and this body, it's not going down, and they were so confused, and they didn't understand, and because God wasn't moving when they wanted them to move, they decided to bring Hagar into the situation, which was their help, their maid, and Hagar ends up having a baby. That baby is, is named Ishmael. He becomes a problem. They become a problem. They have to be shunned out of the family. Uh, they can no longer be there because Sarah is all having issues in her head. She didn't invite somebody into the race. That's a whole other soap opera. We can deal with that another. But, but she had to go. She had to go. And later on, as time progressed, Abram, which now becomes Abraham as he grows and he matures and God renames him, um, God blesses him with a son by the name of Isaac. If you know the story of Abraham, Abraham is not only blessed with Isaac, but then he's called to sacrifice Isaac. He's called to lay Isaac on the altar. And, and all of us is like, how would the dad kill his son? Well, the reality is that I love about that is because Abraham understood he came from God, and so therefore I have to be willing to give him back to God. Can I help you understand that when God is asking you to release something, you're never really giving it up. You're just entrusting him with doing something more with it. This is how we find the ram in the bush. I don't know about y'all, but that was a blessing right there that sometimes you have to trust God enough that you say, I will be willing to sacrifice. I will be willing to do whatever you gave it to me. So therefore, I will be willing to give it up knowing that you will provide all that I need when I need. Abraham experienced a blessing. As a result of it, Isaac is released from the altar. He is not sacrificed. He lives to tell a story. For years have passed. Isaac is a grown man now, 40 years old. He has gotten married to Rebecca. And he does this thing, he prays. He does this thing, he prays, and, and when he prays, he asks God specifically, I need a child. I need a child because you promised my father that he was going to be the father of many nations. It cannot stop with me. My wife is barren. I need kids. And if we're going to keep this thing going, God, I need you to make a way somehow. He prays for her, her to end up pregnant. Story goes that she not only ends up pregnant with one, but she has two babies. Names begin to be Esau and Jacob. We're going to talk about them a little bit later. And, and she's blessed with two beautiful babies, and she has these babies. But the reality is what I want you to understand. He got married at 40 somewhere. He prayed, and she did not have the child until she was 60, until he was 60. 
He was 40, he prayed, and at 60, he finally had a kid. I want you to hold on to that during the duration of this message on today. 40, pray, 60, blessing. I know I'm not crazy. It only takes nine months to have a baby, but just hold on to that concept because I believe that many of us are not experiencing the blessings of God because we're missing a few key facts. We're missing a few key facts about how blessings work. And that's what I want to talk to you today because I believe blessings are not accidental. I believe some people are blessed and they don't even know why they've been blessed, why they've experienced blessing, but blessings are not accidental. They are very much intentional. And that's what we're going to discover through looking at the eyes of looking through the eyes of Isaac and his wife Rebecca in Genesis chapter 25 on today. What we see is the first thing that I think all of you need to know of the first of the four things as it relates to blessing. And the first thing is simply this blessings are positional. If you don't know anything else, I need you to understand that blessings are positional. Pastor, what do you mean that blessings are positional? You have to be in the right place to receive the right thing from God. Can I help you understand the reason why many of us are not being blessed is because we're not in the right place to receive the right thing from God. We're asking God to bless my relationship when this ain't the relationship that God wants you to be in. You're asking God to bless me on this job when this is not the job that you're supposed to be in. We're steady asking for blessings, but we're asking for the right thing Ooh, in the wrong places. And as a result of asking for the right thing in the wrong places, the only thing that God can do is not release what he has for you. Because if he gives you the right thing in the wrong place, it'll have the wrong outcome. I want to make sure that you understand that God is very much in the blessing business, but the blessings that God has for you is positional. Pastor, how do you come up with the fact that blessings are positional? Again, Isaac prayed that God blessed him with a child. But catch this, before Isaac prayed, he was married. He was married, and as a result of being married, now he asked for a child to come forward. It's like putting the cart before the horse. What if Isaac would have never been married and asking God, let me have a baby with Rebecca? God, how do you expect God to bless your mess? Many of us are literally asking God to come into our lives and bless us in the midst of the foolishness that we're in. Bless us in the wrong place. Bless us with the wrong people. Bless us on the wrong job. And we're looking for God to do something when God says, I want to do something, but I just can't do it there. I can't not do it there. And I believe the reason why Isaac is so much smarter in this text is because he learned from his father Abraham. If you really knew the story of Abraham, Abraham was shown the promised land. Abraham was shown where he was supposed to be. Abraham got a little distracted because there was a famine in the land. God called him to a place, and because there was a famine in the land, Abraham decides to run and hide from the famine. He runs down to Egypt. He lies about who Sarah is to Pharaoh so that he can get food and he can get provisions, and yet and still God does not bless him in the midst of that foolishness. God exposes him. He allows Pharaoh to understand, if you mess with that woman who is her husband, then you're going to have problems. Abraham is brought before him. Abraham has to be removed from that environment, sent back from where he came from. Why? Because where God wants you to be is exactly where you need to be. You wonder why year in and year out that you ended up back in the same situation, acting like you got this life on rewind. Maybe you making some wrong decisions in the last place that you left God. Maybe you need to get back to that point and understand that this is where I left him. Let me find him and know the next instructions. Many of us are not being blessed simply because we're in the wrong place. 
It's not that God does not love you. It's not that God does not have a plan for you. It's not that God does not want to do anything for you, but you are outside of his placement. And as a result of being outside of his placement, there's nothing he can do for you. So the very first thing that each of us should examine when we go home today, God, the things I've been asking you for, am I in the right position to even ask you? Am I in the right position to even ask you? And this is where I'm going to blow your mind because positional isn't always physical. Positional can be emotionally and spiritually. Are you in the right position to receive? You've been asking for a man, but are you really ready for a man? Are you in the right position? See, y'all missed the text when the Bible says that when a man finds a wife, she wasn't a girl when she found him. She was a wife when she found him. She already had herself ready. She already had herself together. And and, and men, I'm going to get in your business too because a wife don't look for no boy. A wife looks for a man. Ooh, y'all going to make me act a fool in here today. I'm trying to make sure that you understand that God has a plan, but you got to be in the right position. You got to be in the right position. You wonder why everything is so problematic. Maybe you are out of the placement that God has for you. You have to be where God wants you to be. Then when you realize I am where God wants me to be, I understand that my blessing is positional. Then you can move on to the step two and understand that not only are blessings positional, but you have to understand that blessings are intentional. Blessings are very much intentional. This is not something you have to make up. This is not something you have to wonder. This is what Isaac does. Isaac prayed. He prayed that God, I need a child. He knew exactly what he was looking for. God, I need a child. The reason why many of us are not being blessed because we don't even know what we're supposed to be looking for. We don't even know what we're supposed to be seeking. We don't even know what we're supposed to be praying for, what we're expecting God to do in our lives. We just want something. God, just make something happen. But can I help you understand when you get yourself in a position that you seek ye first the kingdom of God, then God provides all other things unto you. You know what it is. You know what's next for you. But many of us don't know what's next. We don't know what God is asking us to do because of the simple fact we're in the wrong position and we're not intentional enough about praying. God, show me. Your will. God, show me your way. I know y'all talk to God, but can I suggest something? I've said it before and I'm going to say it again. Many times you think you're praying and all you're doing is pouting. Many times you think you're praying, but all you're doing is pouting. You're doing a whole bunch of complaining because this is how the conversation went with Isaac and God. God, I, I need you to bless me with a child. Many of us, instead of coming to God, I need you to bless me with a child. This is what we would have said. God, I don't know why you got me with this woman. She barren. She broke. Something ain't right with her, God. You need to send me another one. You need to fix this in my life. You need to change something. You need to put me in a different... This job, it sucks. It ain't right. They don't respect me here. I don't need to be here, God. This ain't the place for me. We spend so much time complaining about all the things around us when we don't understand that sometimes the best thing you can do when you're experiencing problems is just to pray. God, this is bigger than me, and as a result of it, I know this is not for me to deal with. So as a result of it, I'm going to ask you to step right in. This is where you're good. You get your shine on. Right now, this woman is barren. She's broken. Something's not coming. Can you make something happen with this guy? Can you restore this situation? Many of y'all are ready to jump out of relationships, jump out for jobs, moving on when you just need to pray. God, can you step into this? Can you step into this and make something happen with this guy? Because I I know you got me here. For some reason, it ain't working. And I'm not going to blame them. I'm not going to blame me. But God, I need you to step in to this. It's something you can do that I can't do. Uh, That's something when people are in the right position, but they don't know how to pray. 
I told first service, I, I love to eat. Y'all know that about me. And, but my skills are restricted to the grill. Uh, I grill, that's my thing. And I do breakfast. I'm a bad boy at breakfast. I can throw down some breakfast, some pancakes, some waffles. I can make that thing go down. But when it comes to just some ordinary food, I struggle a little bit. And I'm the brother that goes in the kitchen, and I look in the kitchen, and it could be a pantry full of everything, refrigerator full of everything. And I would be like, baby, ain't nothing in here to eat. My wife has been with me long enough that she understands that that's my cry. I need your help. I'm in the place that's supposed to provide food. There are things in here that look like food, but somehow it's just not coming together the way I need it to come together. And so at that time, I, I pray and call, Key, please come help me. Please come, come help me. And that's when, guess what I have to, if I really want something to eat, guess what I have to do? I have to go sit down and get out the way. Y'all don't understand, man. If I really want something to produce in that kitchen, if I, I really want to eat here and I don't want to go out and spend money and lose money and, and have to waste time, if I really want to enjoy what I have in my house, I have to get out of the way. And guess what I have to do? I have to let somebody come in there that knows what to do with what I... Oh, man, I'm sorry. I got to let somebody come in there that knows what to do. You think your marriage is broken? You think your job is broken? Maybe you just need to let somebody in that knows what to do. You may not know what to do with that situation as a result of not knowing what to do with it. You need to get somewhere and sit down. This is why the Bible says, cast your cares upon the Lord because he cares for you. God cares for you, and as a result of God caring for you, you got to trust that he wants the best thing for you. It's okay to pray. It's okay to say to God, this is beyond me. I don't have the power. I don't have the strength. I don't know how to make it through this situation. And as a result of it, God, I need you to step in. Stop pouting about everything you're going through. Stop calling your homegirl and homeboy that don't want nothing better for you anyway. They're glad your life is more miserable than theirs. Stop calling them with your foolishness. Start praying. Ask somebody. You better ask somebody. I wouldn't be here if nobody prayed for me. Prayer, ooh, changes things. This is where them old saints got. You got to give them credit. They understood things back then. Prayer has the ability to change things. There are some things that you do. My daughter, she, she pouts all the time about anything. I just sit there and look at her because it's not going to fix nothing. Maybe you need to stop and ask for help. You can get that candy all you want to. Uh, I, can't, uh, uh, I can't. Okay, fine. Until you ask, I can't help. God is just sitting around waiting on somebody to ask me to step into this thing. Ask me. To, maybe the reason you hadn't experienced what it is that you're looking for is you are not willing to ask God to step in. And then when you do ask him to step in, are you willing to get out the way? What would my kitchen look like if I'm in there and she's trying to cook? And I'm like, no, nah, I don't want that paprika in there. Mm, that don't look good. Mm -mm. Now, what is this? Have I ate this before? Mm, no. Mm. It makes her job harder. It makes her job harder. And as a result of it, I have to get out the way. I just have to let her, her do what she does. And somehow after she does it and, I, and she, she presents me with that plate, it's like, mm, this is good. I, I really enjoyed it. If I had to watch everything, the, the process, I might not have enjoyed it. Yeah. So sometimes I just got to get out the way. Yeah. That's what praying is. Praying is releasing it to God and getting out the way. Yeah. Many of us, we some Indian givers with God. 
I don't know why I said that. I don't know why they have that, that, that derogatory, whatever that term, derogatory term. Yeah. Indians ain't gave nothing. People just took something. But anyway, that's a history lesson for a whole nother day. All I'm trying to say is, if you give it to God, leave it with God. That's all I'm asking you to do. Whatever it is, if you go to God and say, God, fix my marriage, don't go trying to figure it out on your own. Leave it with God. Don't go seeking Instagram for the top five facts of a healthy marriage. Because all they're trying to do is get likes. That's it. That's it. Leave it with God. If you're willing to leave it with God, then you can see God do some amazing things in your life. Prayer is petitioning God and releasing it. Once you release it, you shouldn't have to worry about it. Don't be concerned about it ever again. Worry, doubt is the trick of the enemy to get you to pull back. You know why I love Isaac so much? Because he prayed about it and he left it with God where his dad, Abraham, made a mistake. They were looking for God to do something and they didn't do it. So him and Sarah came together and plotted to have a baby with Hagar. And anytime you try to do what God is trying to do, you will only create a problem. You will never create a problem. Ooh, this is good. You will always create a problem. The opposite of a promise is a problem. I need you to understand when you're not letting God be God, you can't make what he makes. I'm telling you, I'll try to go in that kitchen and make that chicken tetrazzini. You're going to come out with some, I don't know. It ain't going to come out. That's, no, y'all playing. That's the name of it. I don't know. I don't know what this is. This is just something we, we threw together. Y'all try to figure it out. I have to stay out the way. So we understand that blessings are positional. I got to be in the right place. Blessings are intentional. I'm pursuing God's purpose. I'm letting God do it. I'm getting out the way. The third thing I need you to understand is that blessings are, and this is where some of y'all are going to miss it, confrontational. Blessings are confrontational. Many of you are not ready for blessings because you're not ready for conflict. With a blessing comes a burden. You best to believe it. With a blessing always comes a burden because wherever God is, the enemy wants to be too. That's the bottom line. Wherever God is, the enemy wants to be too. And so there are things that you've prayed to be a blessing that later became a burden. You like, man, I, I, this is a restriction. This is holding me back. I remember when we got this place, uh, we were excited. It was 15 of us that got this building. We were excited. We got 15 people, and everything's going to be good. It's great. We're going to build walls. Everything's going to be amazing. And you let this pandemic get over, and people start coming back to the building. We ain't got enough space for all these people. God, what are we going to do? We opened up a second service, busted out walls. God, we still growing faster than what this is. I mean, we got a church half full, and it's raining. That is unheard of. Where, where, is, where is this possible? Can I help you understand that what I prayed for was a blessing after signing the lease it became a burden because now I'm tied into something I can't get out of as fast as I want to but can I help you understand thank God we serve a God that he can make a way a blessing always comes with a burden y'all don't y'all think I make this stuff up this is in the Bible can I help you understand something they prayed for a baby and if a baby ain't enough responsibility they are blessed with two babies but there's a problem with these two babies because Rebecca is pregnant. She's never been pregnant before, but she can tell according to the scripture in verse 22 and 23 that something is not right. They're tussling. She ain't getting no sleep. Life is complicated on the inside of me right now. And so she does, by example of what her husband does, she goes to God and pray. Pause. Period. Stop right there. Husbands, I'm sorry if you're online, if you're in the house, if you want your wife to be a better example of what a godly woman is, maybe you need to be a better example of a godly man. Mm. 
parents, if you want your children to be a better example of godly children, maybe you need to be godly parents. Rebecca does what she saw her leader do. He prayed. She's blessed. She says, oh, this prayer thing really works, so I, too, am going to pray. She leads by example of what it is to be a believer, what it is to be a godly woman, a godly man. She understands that prayer works. This is why us as believers, we have to live a living example. We have to be a living example of who God is and what God wants to be because somebody is always trying to learn from us. Somebody is always trying to learn from us, and so we have to share what really works. This is why it's so important that Abraham knew the stories of what happened, that Isaac knew the stories of what happened with his dad, Abraham. He didn't need to make the exact same mistakes. Things needed to be different. He learned from their mistakes, and so she prayed. She prayed, and she went to God, and in praying and went to God, God answered her, and God says, listen, the reason why you're struggling is because you're not pregnant with one thing. You're pregnant with two things. And the reality is that they are going to be heads of different nations, and they're going to be at odds, at war with each other. And it began in the womb. God tells her that there's going to be a struggle, and it's going to happen before it's even produced physically. There's going to be a struggle with your blessings, and you're going to experience before it's even produced physically. I know what it is to have a vision from God. I know what it is to know that God wants to do something with you. I know what it is when things are coming against you and it seems as if it's not going to work. There's going to be conflict before it even manifests itself. There is conflict because when they ask for one, they get two. And these two, Esau and Jacob, are at odds with each other. If you study your Bible and you'll begin to understand, Esau, they name him Esau because it's the Hebrew word for Harry. He came out red and hairy. He had a bunch of hair on him. He was a real man's man. He didn't mind picking up things and chunking it and working. He was his dad's son. We understood that from the Bible. Jacob, he was a mama's boy. He was a little more pretty. He stayed at home. He wanted to learn how to cook and different things of that nature. It was a little different in that household, the dynamic. And as a result of it, they were against each other. But this is the problem. He says the younger son, which would be Jacob, would rule over the oldest son, which was unheard of in that time because the birthright would pass to the oldest son. But we would learn later on that Esau would end up selling his right to Jacob just for a bowl of, of soup porridge. He, he would let that thing go. He would give it up, uh, the very thing that God had for him, and, and Jacob would take, take over. But there was conflict. There was confusion. There were problems. And, Pastor, why do you need me to understand this? Because I need you to be strong enough that when people come against you, when the enemy comes against you, that you don't run from your blessings. Yeah. Many of us have walked away from blessings because of a little confrontation, because people are hating on us because people are not with us. They, they don't support me enough. Can I help you understand? Nothing in life worth having comes easy. I want to make sure that you understand that in the Bible, it has already showed us every time God gives you a blessing, be ready for a burden. You, let me, this is what I do in my life now. When something goes wrong, I instantly say, thank you, Jesus. I instantly say, thank you, Jesus, because I know that somewhere, I don't know where it is, but God's trying to do something. I'm not going to be mad about it. One door, this is the old saints, this is the old church. We got it. One door closed, God opens another door. We got to stop being upset the fact that things are going wrong. Celebrate when things go wrong. Celebrate when things go wrong. Understand, you know what? This means that God's going to show up. I can take my hands off of it. Things ain't going right. God, listen, get them. 
Get him, God. He, he over here acting a fool. Many of us don't understand that. Be ready for the confrontation. Compliment the confrontation. Thank you. Thank you for hating on me. Thank you for saying I think I'm bigger than what I am. Thank you. Because you see me that way. You see me that way. God has shown you something. He has, he has revealed it to you. Listen, I'm going to act like Jesus in this thing. Let God bless you because you didn't learn this by flesh and blood. The Holy Spirit revealed this to you. Thank you for seeing God at work in my life. Many of us run from the next thing that God has for us just because of a little obstacle. Just because of a little obstacle. Our relationships get a little shaky. Somebody don't say what we want them to say. I need out of this. I, ain't, I didn't sign up for this. This ain't what I want. Somebody don't do what you want them to do on the job. Y'all don't appreciate me. Y'all don't value me. I need to get out of here. And I know I'm acting like a female, but men, y'all act like that too. We act like that too. We might not put our hands out there, but we got the same tendencies. When we're not getting in our way, the first thing that we want to do is run away. That's the very first thing we want to do is run away because we're not getting our way. Now, I'm not telling you to stay somewhere if that's not where God wants you to be because your blessing is positional. But if you know that God wants you to be there, and as a result of you knowing that God wants you to be there, you know you prayed for something and God, God is at work, you have to also understand that when God begins to provide, things are not always going to go the way you want them to go. Have you never went to buy a car knowing that your credit was good? You got the money, and they get in there, and they come up with all these crazy interest rates and try to get you to sign paperwork, and you leave and spend all your day up there and still ain't got no car? Okay. Things don't always go the way you want it to go, but you don't give up and stop looking for a car. Yeah. You go find the car and the dealer that fits you. Yeah. It's that simple in life. You can't give up on what God is trying to do with you and through you just because things ain't peaches and cream. You got to be ready to push through that thing and allow whatever God wants to do to provide. She could have said, Rebecca could have said, no, God, this ain't what I asked for. Abort this right now. Get it out of me. Remove it. I don't want anything to do with it. And she would have hindered blessings for people to come, generations to come, just because she was selfish and said, I don't want to go through it. This is why many of us are missing blessings, because many of us are sitting around talking about, God, I don't want it that way. I don't want to go through this. This is not what I asked for. This is not what I wanted to see. And as a result of that I and me complex, we continue to struggle and we continue to receive what God has for us. I'm just trying to help you get a blessing. And what I want to make sure that you understand, the next time conflict comes your way, compliment it. Thank you. Thank you for having an attitude today. I am so grateful for that. Let me figure out how we can make it a better day. Thank you. Thank you. I'm not going to allow you to make me miss out on what God has for me. I don't know how many blessings I missed out because I let people push me away from what God had. I, because people were talking about me, because people were laughing at me, because people were hindering me. I don't know how many things I've ran away from simply just because of people. When all I had to do was just stay where I was. And allow God to do what he had for me. And I would be amazed at how God was going to open doors. So we understand that blessings are positional. We understand that blessings are intentional. We know that blessings are confrontational. Last thing, and then we're going to let you go. Blessings are punctual. I need you to understand that. Blessings are punctual. Old saints. I love my old saints. This is an old saint Sunday. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. I'm trying to help you today that... God is not on your time. You're on God's time. Started this message off with telling you that he was married at 40. He prayed, and at 60, he had a baby, had his two babies. 20 years. 
had passed. 20 years had passed before he received whatever it was that he asked for. Can I help you understand that, that Isaac knew that God is a punctual God? How did Isaac know that God is a punctual God? He saw his daddy. He saw his daddy that got a call into to build a great nation. He saw his daddy go and lie. He heard about his daddy going and lying about who his mama was. He heard about his daddy trying to play God and having a baby with Hagar. He heard about his daddy having Lot with him when Lot wasn't even supposed to be with him. He heard about his daddy making all the wrong decisions. And, and Isaac understood that I can't make God speed up the process. I just need to make sure I'm where God wants me to be when it's time for me to be there. I need to make sure I'm with who he wants me to be with. I need to be in the place. And he understood that I can try to do what God wants me to do. I can try to do what God wants to do, but every time I do it, I will fail. And as a result of it, I just have to do, I have to wait on the Lord. Are you willing to wait on God? I know that you've asked him for things. I know that you've seen and heard that God wants to do things, but are you willing to wait on him? Are you willing to wait for whatever's next? Are you willing to wait for that man that God has for you, that woman, that job, whatever it is that God has for you? Are you willing to wait on you? Because y'all might not know your Bible like I know my Bible, but the Bible tells me they that wait on the Lord shall mount up with wings like an eagle. Can I help you understand that nothing soars higher than an eagle? There are things that try to attack an eagle, but all an eagle do, he don't even waste time to fight. He just simply soars, and he'll take you to a whole nother level that you can't breathe up there. And as a result of it, I ain't got to fight my battles because this element has fought my battles. God wants to fight some battles for you, but you got to be willing to allow God to do it. You got to be willing to wait on God. You have to be willing to wait. If you're not willing to wait on God, all you're going to do is make your life worse than what it has to be. God has blessed us. We had a pledge. We're buying land. We're building buildings. We're looking for it. Things have not progressed the way that I wanted to progress faster. And I wanted to get them. Y'all know y'all, Pastor, I move fast. You say you need walls knocked out. I'm knocking out walls. You need a bid for this, bid for that. I'm going to get it. And I would have thought that things would have been already done. And I was getting frustrated. I was getting real frustrated about why things ain't moving as fast as they needed to move. Until I saw the price of wood and, and metal go up. I'm like, hold on. You telling me what they was going to give me is only going to give me half of what we thought we was going to get? I'll wait, Lord. We'll wait. We good. We got two years left on this lease anyway, Lord. Whatever. We, let's just see these prices drop down so we can get whatever we... I will wait on you. Can I suggest that sometimes we are in such a hurry, but God sees what we don't see? He already sees what's going to become an issue before we even get there. And as a result of it, he left you there. He is not giving you another instruction because there's nothing else to say. Just sit right where I left you. If you stay where I left you, then I promise I will do something. I believe if Abraham would have stayed where God had placed him and not went down there fooling with Pharaoh trying to manipulate, he would have been more obedient and ready for what God has. And what took him years to receive wouldn't have never taken that long. It wouldn't have never took that long. And can I help you understand the problem is not always you. Sometimes it's the things around you. Can I help you understand that God needs to prepare the soil around you before he actually produces and brings you into the environment? See, sometimes you are not patient because you think the problem is you. But God is trying to prepare the territory around you. We don't know what needed to happen in that 20 years of preparation. We don't know what needed to happen. You so upset that you ain't got it yet, but the reality is if God gives it to you right now, you're going to lose it. Yeah. You're going to lose it. So why, why can't you just wait? Yeah. 
Because there's something that's trying to get you, and if I give it to you right now, you, it's going to be destroyed. Yeah. It's going to be destroyed, so just wait, because there's a storm coming, and, and this that I'm giving you ain't built for the storm, and so I got, I, it's too much for you to hold on to in the midst of what you're going through, so just, just wait. Whatever it is that you're looking for, for God to provide in your life, you have to be ready to wait on it. You have to be ready to wait for God to move in a way that only he can move. Because if you don't, Isaac could have easily became another Abraham. I don't know about you, but I am tired of making mistakes that I don't have to make anymore. I'm not getting any younger. I'm going through a midlife crisis right now trying to buy things. I am tired of making bad decisions. When all I have to do is stay in the will of God. When all I have to do is just stay in the will of God. And so what I understand about a blessing, a blessing is understanding that it's, with, it's out of my control. But there are things that I can control that prepares me to receive what God has for me. So when I say I'm looking for a blessing, I am needing a blessing. Then I have to tell myself that I, I need it so bad that I'm going to be where God wants me to be. I need this blessing so bad that I'm going to stop trying to figure this out on my own and I'm going to allow God to do it by himself. I need this blessing so bad. When I face confrontation and conflict, I am not going to run from it because I need it like Pastor Chris needs his Jordans. I am in this so bad that I understand that whenever it happens, it's going to happen right on time. I need it that bad. God wants to bless you. He wants to bless your marriage. He wants to bless your finances. He wants to bless your job. Whatever it is, God wants to bless you. We just have to make sure that we're ready for the blessings. We have to make sure that we are exactly where we're supposed to be, that we're doing exactly what we're supposed to do, and we can receive what God has for me. You, I, I, the question I asked myself while I was studying this text, I asked myself, how did Isaac make it 20 years waiting on God to do what he needed him to do? How did God make it 20 years waiting on God to do what he needed to do? And I come to understand that the reason he was able to wait is because he didn't spend time trying to do what God could only do. He spent his time doing what God called him to do. He spent his time preparing that life, dealing with his wife, dealing with his brothers, doing the things that God had called him to do. When I look at Isaac, he not once tried to play God. And if we can get to the point in our lives where we understand the way that we're going to be able to wait on God is to stop trying to think about what God is doing. Allow God to be God. Just do what God wants you to do now. Yeah. I know that God has called us to have an amazing facility. I know that we're going to be preaching to thousands. I know that we're going to have multiple campuses, but I can't spend my time worried about that right now. Yeah. That's all in God's timing. Yeah. I will miss that by not enjoying this. Yeah. There are some things that we are missing out because we will not enjoy the experience that we have now. Enjoy what God has given you. I'm sorry that you're not a millionaire right now. Enjoy being broke. Yeah. Okay. Enjoy, enjoy knowing how to make it ball on a budget. Enjoy it. Yeah. 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 Enjoy 
your marriage right now. I'm sorry that you don't have kids right now, but it's just okay. Enjoy just being with you and him or him and her. I'm sorry you're not with somebody right now, but enjoy being single. Enjoy the season that you're in. And if you can learn to enjoy the season that you're in, then God can bless you and progress you to the next level. Why would God want to bless you to another level that you're not satisfied with now? Find your peace and prepare for your blessings. Can I pray for you? Father God, we thank you. What an amazing word from God. Listen, we thank you for taking the opportunity to listen to this message. And it's because of that that we want to extend two invitations to you. Our first invitation is if you're ever in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, for you to actually stop in and worship with us at Believer City Church. We would greatly appreciate the opportunity to get to know you better. The second thing that we would invite you to do is if you want to partner with us in ministry. This message has been able to impact your life in any way, form, or fashion. You're able to partner with us simply by going to our website at believercity.org and clicking on the Give tab and just donating whatever God allows to your heart to do so. Uh, you can also download our app by going to Google Play or the App Store and download Believer City Church. And there's ways that you can connect with us there, pray with us, give, and so many things that you can do to stay connected to the Believer City community. We thank you again for listening to this message, and we look forward to worshiping with you in the future. God bless you.